Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this, talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Stephanie Megan, you're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Therapy. Broke Girl 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 Therapy. It's because I did it to everyone. I, uh, <laughs> it's like the thing that I, you know, I mean, we've been doing this for years. You have been, yeah. Okay. Hi, guys. It's me, Stephanie Megan, your host of Brooklyn Therapy. And guess the fuck pew, 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 what? Pew, pew, Jessica pew, pew, pew. motherfucking Clark is in the fucking building because she fucking lives here now. I do. This surprise. Surprise. She's my new roommate. I Well, we used to live together. We did. It's so crazy. So... Background story. Yes. We, like, let's go for, like, the beginning, I bitch. will follow you wherever you go. Like, we've always lived in the same place. Because yeah. I love you like that. Yeah. But we've, this is, like, the first time, because <clears throat> last time, like, we were, like, in a house. Yeah. This is more of, like, me and you. A, a shared space. Like, a real roommate situation. Yeah. So I'm so excited. We should talk about that. How... <laughs> How we like, yeah. and it's so funny because my today my mom was like um, asking me. She was like, "Just make sure you know you still maintain your space and stuff." I was like, "Honestly, I think I was telling my mom this too." I was like, "The not all friends can move in together." Oh, for sure. But I think the reason why me and you work so well because. We can be social, but we like being alone. Yeah, we are definitely, because everyone, yes, we are the same. We're like social introverts. Yes. Where we're like, we could be very like, oh, let's kiki hang out. But we also like need our space and like respect it. Exactly. Like I I would never like force you to like, I wouldn't like just over like. Yeah, and I know you wouldn't. And you work, I was telling my mom this too. I was like, she works so hard. Like, she needs time to regroup, and I do too. Yeah. And I always, like, try and make my space in my room somewhere where I actually want to be and spend time and make it cozy. So then if I do want to be a recluse, I can. Right. And it's, I know that Steph won't take offense oh, from no. it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's what makes me comfortable. Because honestly, Chad, I wouldn't move in with a lot of my friends. No, honestly, I wouldn't move in with a lot of my, even though I kind of have, but I wouldn't, move, like, I feel like you're my ideal, like, perfect roommate. Bing. Like, I think I've, my other roommate situations have been fine. Yeah, But I me feel too. like, ideally, me and you, like, it just works. works because yeah. we're, like, the same. And we're also, like, not super crazy. Yeah, we settled down. down in life. Yeah. I don't drink. Steph was like, she's a wine drinker now. But I'm just like a yeah, casual. I don't casual even really drinker. be drinking. Like, so I, it just works well. It, it works does. well. And we're just like, I think we're also like, none of us are like super that crazy over the top OCD. Too. Yeah, like, no. We could be kind of messy, but we'll like clean, uh, clean it up, clean it up yeah, eventually. I'm not, thank you. Yes. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because I can't live with a person that's like my best, 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 best friend. Shout out to Kirsten Nishay. Um, (laughs) Happy birthday. It was her birthday yesterday. Um, But she, um, Libra, she's OCD. Like she likes things. I would never live with her. I I love her. She's my best friend ever, but I would never live with her because I would make her mad. I would. And she would make me mad because I, you know, it would just. I cannot live with it i could be friends with type a's but yeah i, cannot I can't live. live they would hate me and i would, would hate them for hating me exactly i don't understand it's a bowl <laughs> it's been there for a day like you will be fine i'll get to it i'll get to it it's exactly fine. so yeah that's why i'm like okay cool because no one's like super up each other's ass it's fine yeah we both so. it's a good look at that i love that for us love it but yeah i don't know i mean i guess so you guys this episode is recorded literally the day before I'm supposed to like premiere this <laughs> ep- this week's episode because I was supposed to do another one 
And last, okay, so last month, this month of September, I've done a lot of traveling. I've just done a lot of bachelorettes. It was a super crazy, adventurous month. So in order to, like, make sure I was on top of stuff, yeah, I, like, pre-recorded a bunch of episodes in August. And... I don't know. It feels like I I love doing that because, okay, yeah, I get it out of the way. I'm prepared and stuff. But like when it comes down to it, like I feel like I always don't ever like it because I love being in the moment, in the moment. Like I love that. Like I could record an episode and put it out like a day later. Yeah, And it's so raw. Like, and that's, I think that's what a lot of other podcasts can be pre-recorded. Like they can plan it, you know? Right. But I think because people, I think people identify most with you because they're, it's almost like they're in your life actively, you know, like day to day. And they want to know like what's happening as of like yesterday. Exactly. (laughs) And people were like, yo, like, so I've been seeing on your Instagram, we go on trips. Like, are we going to hear about it on the pod? You know? And like, they haven't heard anything about it because it's like all these episodes I've been putting out were like before the trip. So it's like, they haven't heard anything. So I don't know. I always kind of like to reflect it back to like what people are seeing in real time on Instagram or whatever. So it's just like, I I mean, I don't know what to say about the trips, but I mean, I went on, yo, it's been crazy. I went on two bachelorette, well, three bachelorette trips this year, but two of them in the same month. Yeah. And first I went to like Vegas with my boyfriend. Okay, wait, let's let's pause there. Yes. Let's pause. Was. How was that? First of all, you don't this is this your first vacation? Yeah, that was like a first vacation. vacation. Yeah. And yeah. how was it? Did you drive? Did you fly? We flew. So this was like so okay, so I guess it was an informal anniversary trip just okay. because like it was like the first time we started talking so that was like our anniversary when we first like started what made things. you want to celebrate that <laughs> well no here's the thing so his his birthday is in july and for a gift what, what day is his birthday fourth of july oh my cancer he's oh yeah, you did, yeah. i didn't know he was a cancer um, that's why i loved that meme yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and for a gift i bought him I booked a hotel and booked flights for oh, us. Cute. And I was like, I let's go to Vegas. That. So that was like his birthday gift. And I purposely planned it on a time where it was like around our anniversary. So it was like we could like celebrate that slash it was like his birthday present. Cute. So. Did you give him a birthday present? Yes, bitch. But I got my period. <laughs> Wait, girl. <laughs> abort mission. Abort mission. <laughs> Yo, the universe is not with you. The yeah. gods were not. The I was so fucked up because I got like new lingerie. I was about to fuck the shit out of this man. Oh my God. And I did the first night, but I wanted to do more. More, yeah. And it's just like, and you know, some people are like, whatever, suck it up. You're on your period. No. First and two days i'm you're, like yeah i don't you're feel a fountain you're right <laughs> it's just it's giving overflow <laughs> it's giving overflow i'm feeling bloated i'm not feeling real sexy. too sexy yeah you know so it's like i don't really you know i'm not going all out but it's fine like, we still have a blast i want to dance, dance with, with you oh yeah oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah i mean we had so much fun we just like honestly we <laughs> we just slept a lot i love that for you it's stuff you work hard and you don't rest like you don't know how to, like it's a problem and he, brian I was know. saying that before right. wasn't in one of the past pod which yeah. i love that episode but he was yeah. saying that like you have an unhealthy relationship with work and when he said that i was like dang he sees her sees her like <laughs> right, he no. sees her sees her i know it's for sure it's definitely like i think that's been like my theme of this year is balance yeah for sure because it's a 30 thing it's a but you know what like it's crazy like just 2021 has been such a crazy unprecedented year. times right? like and here's the thing like i i have so many blessings like i've you know have traveled a lot i've got a new job i've made new friends i've have all these bachelorettes and weddings that you know i've gotten three roommates in one year yeah that's not that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy and it's just been so many back-to-back things and like i've changes worked, it just yeah so many changes and i think just you know turning 30 that pressure of like fuck i need to get my shit together yeah and really thinking you know with intention versus just trying to be like whatever just go with the flow yeah. like i've been like trying to be intentional with everything and i think that like i've 
probably have taken it too, too far. far. Yeah. <laughs> it, it always happens, though, because you have to experience the ex- the downfall of the extremes right. to be able to create the balance. Because you can't balance anything that you don't know the two what two extremes you're balancing. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly. And I just felt like there were so many great opportunities that were coming my way. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. And then one day Brian was like, Bitch. our relationship is not going to do well <laughs> if, if you, you just keep, keep accepting everything. Right. So. Yeah, and that's one thing I think I've learned um, this year. One lesson I've taken away is the power of saying no. Right. And not feeling that if you say no to this opportunity. Because I think... We're so hesitant to say no because we're we're worried that an opportunity like that won't come around or that we're at our you know our, right. our the time cl- is now the time is now we want to just and we live in LA which is it pressures you more to always just want to go hard and work you know but then there's so much power when you have peace in saying no right. and understanding that you're not saying no because you're lazy but you're saying no because you're choosing yourself yeah exactly because it's like okay these opportunities that were presented to me were like a amazing and yeah. I would have been making X amount of money but it was like I have to think again long term and mm-hmm. intentional and I'm like is that something I want to do long term right and like what is it that I want to do long term and like it's broken therapy so I need to focus more on this right you know? and I feel like I've put a lot of focus on this don't get me wrong but I feel like I could do more right and because I've been just doing everything else so I don't know it's just like it's really just balance that i've been learning yeah. this year so that's why in vegas on our vacation i just slept oh good and he was I mean, he was fine with it he's he's girl he's just like me he's <laughs> like let's just chill like i'm not really we didn't Same. even really like i mean we kind of got drunk but then like after we we would get drunk we would just fall asleep Sleep, yeah <laughs> and that's good you <laughs> like, need that r and r you know yeah so but i've had Hella trips this year yes. I'm, I'm done. i've had enough vacations <laughs> tell us about the bachelorette Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So for the first one, I went to Austin, Texas for my friend Evie. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Giddy up. Yeehaw. Fuck you, Texas. What? But I had oh, a great yeah. Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, why? And I was like, oh. Yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things. <laughs> That's another show. Right, exactly. But um, but I had a great time. And Yvaine is like a friend that I've had since high school. So it was a lot of my high school friends. Yeah. And it, I mean, we did so many things. We like, I mean, I feel like I'm tan as fuck because I was just outside more than right. I have been like the past couple What was that years. like? Because for me, Especially since I've stopped drinking, I have to be, I can't go out with everyone and I can't always go okay. out. Okay, perfect person to talk to about this because, yeah, yeah, I still drink. Yeah. But honestly, like, I don't drink like I used right, to. Right, right. And I don't really find it as fun, fun as I yeah. used to mm-hmm. think it is. Like, and I, every time I do get, like, drunk, I fall asleep. Like, yeah. I just, I get tired. Yeah. It just makes me want to go to bed. So it it was fun doing like the activities like swimming like I really like found that being right. in nature right. has really made me feel so like liberated yeah and, like I just find it so much fun to be in the water yeah so Same. but drinking wise like I couldn't hang and <laughs> I also wasn't like as wasn't that drunk as everyone else yeah how did that make you feel. So this is going to be, I guess, kind of vulnerable. Yeah. But, and it. this isn't in, like, shade to my friends because these are... <laughs> Do you think my questions are not... Kenny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're doing something. Oh, we, we going somewhere <laughs> We're going with this. somewhere with this. I mean, you know, with my friends and everything, like, I, I love them to death. You know, I think sometimes it made me feel like I've outgrown. Yes. 
you know, um, outgrown. I don't want to say them because I still have mad love. So it just sounds shady saying that. But like, it doesn't. Just outgrown, like, you know, like they're just like, oh, let's take shots at yeah. the airport, leaving as Austin. Like, oh, let's take shots. Let's get fucked up. And I was like, sitting outside the bar with all the luggages watching it while everyone <laughs> was in there like taking shots before the flight you know and I was just like and one of the guys because it was like a joint bachelor and bachelorette party one of the guys was just like are you good like you yeah. seem really chill and I was like oh I just I don't know I just don't really feel like drinking right <laughs> it was it was difficult times because it's like my idea of fun right has changed has changed yes and you, I think we value experiences more than vibes and turn up. Exactly. And so, and I've realized that, like, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I still like to have a good time. But, like, I've realized, you know, when you are really drunk and it's a whole group of people really drunk, it just becomes, like, I don't know if superficial is a word, but, like, surface level. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like, people can have deep conversations <laughs> when they're drunk. I mean, they can. I get people. Some people can. You know, people have, like, deep, drunk, deep conversations. Like, that's possible. But that's yeah, not, but not a very that, minimal amount. But not in that setting, yeah, is it? exactly. You know what I mean? Especially, I think if it was, like, maybe one-on-one yeah. or, like, more a smaller group, it could have been. I think people are more open when they're drunk. Right. And more, I think they're more... They're more willing to tell the truth when they're drunk. But when it's like a big batch of people, yeah, it's not it's gonna just be. It's not gonna be like there's that. There's no intimate conversation, right? At all. And I thrive in intimate yeah. settings. Like I think I tweeted something the other day where I was like, I, I'm realizing as I'm like this year especially, and as I'm getting older, like I'm th- I thrive so much more on like one-on-one conversation. Yes, absolutely. Versus like a group, group of conversation. Yeah. And not that it like it makes me anxious to be in a group. Like I'm not anxious. I could sit there and not give right. a fuck, but like I just don't feel like I'm I get stimulated in yes, any way. Yes. I'm, I'm like I ugh. totally understand everything. I'm like saying. I'd rather just go be alone. Alone. Yes. <laughs> in my room. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? And it's I totally and it was, I was just talking to my friend about that. Uh, just about gr- friendships in general. Yeah. I think there's this, um, I wouldn't even say misconception, I don't want to say misconception, but it's okay to outgrow your friends. I think that everyone is on, and I think there's a negative connotation with the word outgrow. Right. But then th- that doesn't make me better than you because I've outgrown you. No. It just means that we're on a different track at la- on right. life. And it doesn't mean I don't love, love you. Of course. It doesn't take away from the, the, the love I have from you or the value I have for you in my life. We're, our journeys are just going in different, different paths. Yeah. And we're right. growing on different, we're not all the same. So, and even the things that are, for example, I think emotional intelligence and self-awareness is very hard to grasp. And I think that when people don't grasp that a lot or early, right. like especially in your 30s, I feel like you either grasp it or you don't. Right. Like either you have a lot of healing to do or you don't, you know. Right. Or obviously, we all need to heal, but there's some people that have some deep, things that they need to like for me it was my drinking right and it took me years to like dig all that up and bring it to the surface and then therapy and rehab and all this stuff so I'm, I'm doing the work right so the friends that I used to have when I was drinking they are right you know that's, that's exactly what I'm going through it's like and I'm not even like trying to be sober or whatever oh, it's just course. kind of like I'm past this like super crazy party phase. Yeah. I mean, you met me in the midst of it. Like, I was just like, yeah, yeah good there. time. I was Virgil, woo! daily. Daily. <laughs> like, pull up, call my Uber, let's right. go. Like, I was ready. And I, I mean, shit, I look back at those times and I still smile because those are like... so much fun. So much fun. But it's just like, I think right now I'm going through this thing where I'm like, like, I'm relearning myself. Yes. Because... I'm different. Yes. Oh, preach. Like, preach. it's just like, so I think sometimes it gets, it's like such a beautiful experience. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But I can't lie. It's sometimes I feel like I'm mourning. Yes. Because it's a death. It's yeah. a death of your old life, your old way of living. And 
it's just like even when a family member dies, you're going to miss them for right. the beautiful things and the, the relationship that they brought the to you, times. the good times. Yeah. However, they are still gone regardless. Right. And it doesn't make their living in vain, you know. Right. They, they came, they served their purpose, and now they've gone to another level. But you're still here, you right. know, and you're now evolving. And I'm going through that as well, just the process of relearning who I am. Like, when I was a drinker, I was a social butterfly. Right. I was like, an extrovert to, to the T. I, I was, But girl, now I'm like, wait, I'm not I that don't extrovert know. I'm anymore. not. No, no, no. Exactly. So, like, and I, I say, like I said earlier, social introvert, because I, like, I was watching this YouTube video. I was, like, going to, like, all different types of introverts. Cause it's I a was spectrum. Because really, I was trying to, like, figure, I'm like, am I an introvert? Am I an extrovert? Like, what's going on here? Because this this person now is, is not, different. Yes. I don't know who she is. I want to know who she is. Right. So I, like, saw something and it was, like, a social introvert. Yeah. Where, like, it's not, like, you get anxious around um, people, people or, you know, you do well in social settings. But, but you have to go back and regroup you and recharge. To, because your battery runs out. Yep. And you get distant from people. Because yeah. you're like, I'm sick of this. And that's that what I, 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 and I do. I go ghost for some time. Like people right. will be like, where have you been? The majority of the time is because I'm in school and I'm just busy. Just but that. if I really did want to make the, the you know, if I did want to do it, I, I would. If I wanted to be social, <laughs> I would. But I think even in that, um, I'm experiencing... Now I have really mastered and love being alone that, again, operating on two extremes. Right. I have to learn how to balance because now I would prefer to be alone than to be with other people. And that's essentially not who I am. So I am forcing myself to go out more. But the thing that has changed is um, I actually met this group of girls, beautiful, beautiful, black girls all right. educated and um they're from jersey or from the east coast love that. and i love them and the things that they were saying the things we were speaking about and they, they were drinking but it right. was a higher level of conversation there right. was a there was just so much substance in what was being said and you know their lives don't revolve around it's just they have lives you know right. they have and they're you know i don't know it was just a level of conversation that was just different yeah. And I was saying to myself, if I am to go out, I want to go out with these kind of people because even though I'm not drinking, I'm still having a good time. Yeah, because being, it's not just being drunk and just like surface yeah. level being like sloppy. Exactly. Like, oh so my bad. God, bad. I love you. <laughs> right. I just love you so much. And they're like, what are we talking about <laughs> yeah. here? Like, like we can go to dinner, we can go to a yeah. bar, we can chill, we can pick up guys, we can right. do like all kinds of things and still have a cute little kiki and then go home and I'll come home like I'm happy like I went out I'm happy I was being social right. I'm gonna be home for two weeks however <laughs> it was great and I will do it again in a month <laughs> right yeah no exactly like I just yeah I'm starting to accept that because I feel like yeah because sometimes I I do I'm having those conversations where like stuff go out yeah but then I'm also like I just want to stay in I've been out on these trips and you can't yeah, well, that's different for you because yeah. you've been around people that that are high energy, and I think that takes a lot out of you. Yeah, especially, like, you know, my trip in Austin. Thankfully, I had my friend Lena. Shout out to Lena. We both, like, it's, we're, I feel like we're kind of on the same thing because we're both kind of like, okay, we need, like, a break from people. So <laughs> we just, like, slept in our separate beds and, like, everyone else was in the other room and because we, we had a connecting, like, hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, like, closed the door while everyone else was just, like, drinking or doing their thing. And we were, like, in the dark in our hotel, like, not even talking to each other, separate beds, recharging because we are about to, like, go out again. Right. Because in these bachelorettes where, you know, it's, like, no sleep. It's, like, no sleep. Next <laughs> club, this club, next club, whatever. Like, it's just, it's constant. So No sleep. Airport, brunch, dinner, <laughs> club, airport, brunch. Literally. Yeah. So, like, that 30 minutes that we had, we were both, like, new. We're yeah. like, okay, we're on the same level. We need to recharge. We don't even need to talk to each other. Let's not talk to anybody else. And it felt good, you know? Right. And so even when I was doing my makeup, makeup to me is, like, it's therapy. It's yeah. like therapy. I'm like, let me just be in my element. Yeah. So I like everyone else was getting ready together and I was like in the bathroom by myself getting ready. Yeah, no, I was right. like, do what you like, got to do for yourself. Right. And I will say just going back to the friendship thing, because it's so crazy because I was literally having this conversation like an hour ago with my uh, my friend. But um, I think that, and even with my one of my oldest friends, 
we had to kind of, the same way we were just talking about how we have to rediscover ourselves you also have to rediscover friendships as well Girl. because the friendships that you, the relationships that you that were created when you were 15 10 5 you've grown up that way you've gone through life together and with one of my oldest best friends i was still in the party life drinking and everything she was getting married she had a kid and we were just constantly like butting heads because I was just like, where is this party? Like, we're no longer on the same level. And we right. had a very kind of, I, we had a lot of friction for a long time until we came to the point where it was like, we have to kind of balance this out. So I had to understand that when I go and see her, I have to know that I'm not, I have to really just want to go and see her. You right, know, right. I'm not going to go see her and then we're going to go party and have, you know, we're going to just, so you have to just redefine friendships at the and meet people where they are. That's exactly. But people typically run away. People are right. like, this is not working. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And it doesn't mean you have to do that. You just right. have to redefine it. For sure. Like, I, that's exactly something I'm, like, talking about in therapy because I think this, like, new form growth that I'm going through comes with, like, redefining friendships. Yeah. Because there have been friends that I, like, don't talk to like anymore because it just wasn't suiting yeah my soul right you know and it just it was yeah like it's just I don't know I don't like it's just so much drama with like certain people I'm like sometimes I like want to just talk about it all yeah because it like affects me so much right you know um maybe when I'm ready but <clears throat> anyways yeah I think <laughs> I, I, I think with even with drama um it's so interesting because i'm a such a drama free pe person and that's not necessarily because it's anything good about me it's just because i'm not around people long enough to really have drama yeah, yeah. but when i hear people speak about drama in their lives it's so intriguing to me because i'm always like but i don't <laughs> like i here's the thing like for my situation i didn't even like do anything right like i you know i mean i i I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I've never done anything bad, but you know, for instance, I'm like, should I just spill the tea? Just say it. We're here now. For Jafra. Okay. We're not friends. I oh. I still got a lot of love for I her. I didn't know that. Oh really? Mm mm. I don't know this story. Girl. I, I don't here's the thing. I don't want I don't really I don't think I want to go into the story. I just think that like it got to a point in the friendship where it just wasn't like healthy yes and I know me I know where I stand I know what who I am as yes. a person mm -hmm. and I always do my best to be a great friend yes and if that's not received if my love isn't received in a positive way yes and you don't like the way that I go about certain things yes that's on you yeah that that would that's pretty much a situation without going into and details. i have a friend going through the exact this is one of my friends are going through the exact same thing and they've been friends with this person for years like longer than me and since like for years right. and they kind of kind of reached a point where it was just like if i'm your friend and i can't tell you the truth without you being offended right. by my truth then what are we really, what are we doing what are we here? Doing here? What, what, yeah. what are we doing here? And so th when I, and those are the, and it's so sad because you want to hold on to these things so tight because they've been kind of severed to you. They are part of your, 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 your network of person, right, you know, right. but they're part of your journey, they're your part story. of your journey, your story. And you try and kind of mold them into a certain way. And, and sometimes we have to take accountability for it because as new people, we try and mold people and into try and fit them in this space because right. it's like you don't you don't really naturally fit into who I am right now. But because I value our friendship, I'm gonna try and mold you and try and find a place in this right. new person I am. But when do you feel like is it worth it or not? You know what I mean? Like when when a friendship ne doesn't no longer serves you or adds value to you when it no yeah. when it drains you when it um is when you think about that relationship and it just you ha it's just a feeling in the stomach it's almost like a turning in your stomach right if it's not a refreshing feeling and i guess one of the more most practical ways to find out is if you see a text or a phone call 
from this person, what's your first reaction to that, to seeing them on your phone? Ooh. I think that's a, for, that just came in my head, but I think that whenever I see that, just think, whenever I see someone that comes up on my phone, it's like, oh my God, he's texting me. Or, oh my God, she's texting me. Or, right. I have to deal with this. You know, right. so those like kind what of, now? what now? So those kind of reactions kind of just tells That's you where true. you are naturally. Yeah, or like, I always say too, like if you hang out with them and when you leave the situation, how do you feel? feel. Because sometimes, like, I'll hang out with certain friends, and afterwards I'm like, I feel so drained and negative. Yeah. And this happens all the time. This is not just this one time. Like, there's something here. Yeah. Like, I think for my biggest situation with, like, me outgrowing certain friends is because, you know, I grew up in Santa Clarita, predominantly conservative town, and, like, I guess, quote-unquote, whitewashed. And um, I, you know, lived in L.A., I'm very in touch. I'm not going to say I'm in the black culture, but I'm very yeah, in, touch. in touch with the black yeah. culture, you know? And there's obviously, everyone knows where I stand. Black lives matter. Right. All black day. Black Trump. Yeah. Everyone knows where I stand. And especially with George Floyd and everything that was going on, it's very vocal. And <laughs> I still have friends. I'm not saying they're like Trump supporters or whatever, but who still kind of have like the ignorant. Yeah like language and ignorant way of things like saying the word ghetto all the time to yeah. me it just rubs me the wrong way i don't like it um it's fucking rude yeah. <laughs> um and just saying really ignorant things that just eh, mm-hmm. you know and and it's not because i'm like oh you guys are white or you like white people it's just it's just different yeah it's like they they're some people it's are a part st- of the cloth so some people are still in their bubble, yeah. As I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. and I've just really dabbed into something outside of my own bubble. And I'm not saying I know the world; I see the world, and I'm so much more, you know, educated. Mm-hmm. It's not that; it's just I've have you've actively tried to expose yourself to other, other cultures, cultures. Yes. other than what you know, right? I've yes. tried to you've be made open. an effort. I've, I make a conscious effort, effort yes. to not speak a certain way, yes. to not offend a certain yes. group of people. Mm-hmm. Like, and if I ever do, I'm sorry. Tell me when I do it. Right. Like, I'm open to that. Open. Yes. Some people are not. Right. Like, I have a friend that told me, and I'm not friends with her right now. She told me when she was drunk. She was like, "I know you're not gonna like my kids because they're half white." I was like, that's, see, that's where you got me fucked up. Yeah. Because that's not, that's not. That's not okay. The things I stand for is not because of that. Right. And it's just because you support one group of people doesn't mean you don't, you like another group of people less. But here's the thing, like, <laughs> saying Black Lives Matter and being really standing up for the black culture does not make me fucking anti-white. You're right. missing the exactly. purpose exactly. of the whole thing. Exactly. So that rubbed me the wrong way and made me really not want to be around this person. Like, I feel like every time I talk about it, like, it makes me fucking mad. Mm -hmm. And in in the moment, I really just tried to, like, be like, okay, some people just don't know. Like, maybe I need to educate them. But I'm, you know, I'm at a place where I'm like, fuck. Like, I just, I, I could educate. There's some people who may be worth it, who may be worth to be like, okay, let's not talk about our beliefs right now. Right. Because it's different. Right. I'd rather not. But there are some people where it's like, I fucking can't with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you make me yeah. angry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just that part is kind of like what I've been dealing with. It's yeah. like something similar to that where right. it's just like ignorant as shit where yeah. I'm like, where the fuck, like. Where did, the, where did you come from? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, my response was, you're worried about your white kids and me discriminating them right meanwhile we know at this rate i'm gonna have half black kids right i'm worrying about the world right i'm not worried about what my my high school friend thinks about my fucking child like that's privilege to me that's fucking privilege i'm sorry no no i I got deep but i'm just no it's so true because i think there's just i think People have become so defensive and not even even being out even outside of black and white uh, or race. I think in general, America is uh, people in America are just not are not able to 
differentiate when someone just because I disagree with you doesn't mean that I don't love you doesn't mean I don't Thank cherish you. you but please respect my where I'm coming from as I equally would respect where you're coming from because I think the world would be I think the world would be such a great place if let's say I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican and let's say, happened, <laughs> let's okay. say let's say for example you're an amazing Republican you know but you know obviously you you have you have some obviously like there's certain things that you believe like just as black people black lives matter right, right, like right, you know because right. there are Republicans who do believe black right. lives matter so let's say you're a conscious Republican and I'm a Democrat if you use your knowledge of what you stand be behind and I use my knowledge of what I stand behind as a Democrat and we bring those two together, do you right. know how much power we would have? Yeah. But then instead it's just like, well, you would have to understand. Instead it's like, if you don't really agree with everything that I stand for as a Republican, I don't want to be near anywhere near you. I don't want to understand what you have. And right. it's equal. And it's just like, there's no meeting in the middle. Everyone's just sometimes defensive. I feel, that, I, I feel sometimes I do feel that way though. And I, I will say like, I'm trying to navigate through this too, because you know, one of my best friends, her significant other shout out to her. Cause if she's listening, she probably is. Hi, <laughs> we've talked about this. Um, you know, her significant other, is Republican and you know during Black Lives Matter he was really posting anti Black Lives Matter Republican type mm, of shit. Same. So I deleted him. Yeah. And because for my mental health, I didn't want to see it. And yeah. honestly I wanted to I wanted to make a I wanted to prove a point and be like, I don't fuck with this. Right. I could have muted. I probably should have muted, <laughs> you know, but I deleted it because I was like I'm making a stance. I don't fuck with this. And I also, yeah. for my mental health, don't want to see it. Was I canceling him? No, because I still love him. Yeah. I Him and I get along really well. He's amazing to my friend. You know, he's an amazing partner, amazing husband, whatever. Like, they're incredible. Like, he's incredible. To her. I still love him. He makes me laugh. But I just can't see it. Yeah. So it's like finding this balance. And I know that, like, I've seen the effect that it's made because I've deleted him that has created this like distance. Right. But I'm now trying to like learn how to not, because like you said, why have that like divide? Right. Because you at know? the end of the day, there's some people that are worth it. There's like, some again, the yeah, other friend are, was not worth it. Right. This there, guy's this, worth it. And because at the end of the day, someone like that who is posting, even people like that who is posting anti-Black Lives Matter things, you could have a conversation and gain an understanding because what I'm realizing, and obviously is Black Lives Matter all day. It's every, but I have been doing a lot of, I've, I'm trying to understand the humans, how we are as humans. Right. And what I'm understanding is that it goes, because I will say, I go to my parents, we pastor a church here, well, in Simi Valley, and I love my church, but my church is predominantly white, predominantly Republican, and they are pastored by a black family. This church treats my family amazing. They go, they hand and foot to my parents. Right. Like they they love my family. They love us. They love my family. However, we have different views politically. Now we don't bring that in the church, obviously. But I've had some time to speak to some Republicans, and I've become close with them. And what I try and do is understand where like for example there's this um couple who i call auntie and uncle who i love but they're they were trump they were republican right. and so naturally my first instinct was like oh i'm never gonna talk to you like i don't right. like you but they're from cuba and they oh yeah, yeah. there's a lot of immigrant yeah immigrant because as a filipino my parents full trump supporters you guys yeah um and it's very common in brown immigrant families. Yes. And so just understanding the background. Where they come from. Where they come where from. Where their government. Right. How, Who why their they parents look at, Why they were. look at Trump exactly. is like, oh, like this is like. Exactly. You know, so, so. And it's just, it goes towards just a deeper understanding of people. Aside from Republican, Democrat, right. all politics. Who are you as a person? Right. Where did you start from? You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with like, I feel like. 2020, 2020 was such a heightened oh yes full of sure. emotions with election year george floyd yeah. covid so 
you know, things are heightened. Sometimes we don't think appropriately yeah. during those times, unfortunately. Right. Like, I, it kind of hurts my pride to say that because I am really like, this is where I stand. Fuck all y'all. Yeah. But there, I do, but I'm learning to realize, like, there's certain people, again, if I met a, a bunch of people, Trump supporters, everything I hate, I'm like, and you're just an awful person? No. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going to give you a chance. No. But there's certain people, my parents, my parents are literally anti-everything that I am. Like, my mom thinks I do porn because I talk about (laughs) sex on a podcast. Like, she equals this to porn. Yeah, and those, that generation is very hard for them. Exactly. So, uh, you know, you just have to pick and choose. Yeah. And choose the boundaries, the mental health, whatever. Um, That one friend, I think I would have been okay with just not having those type of discussions. I think she was open to that. Yeah. But I I think her... pretty much saying that i was not gonna like her white kids no that was a cr- she crossed the line crossed the line she crossed the line it didn't have to go like that no. and people have defended her saying well she was really drunk i don't it doesn't give a matter because when you're because drunk that's, that's when the up, truth comes up because she'd be thinking that yeah you've been thinking that if you don't just like oh let me just say this no i'm like you clearly like you got me fucked up you don't know who i am you and don't you, understand you didn't what t- i stand exactly for. you didn't take the time to understand why you I stand for judgment. this. Yes, you didn't take the time to understand. And, like, certain stuff that she accused me for was not true. She think that I was, like, attacking her on my Instagram when I was just, like, putting Black Lives Matter. She's like, I just feel like you think I'm this. I'm like, and they just, I, I hate never, people that make it about them. I, right, it has like, nothing this, to do this, with you. It's so nothing. much bigger than you. This had nothing and that's the problem. Fucking, if you're listening, you're, this had nothing to fucking do with this, you. That's I'm the so problem. Angry. People make it all about them and that's why black lives matter offends people because it's bringing out something in them they're fucking ashamed yeah they're bringing out something in them and they become defensive because if you have no need to feel defensive you're then naturally going to be open to understanding something and you're not Again, self-awareness. Right. You're going to be self-aware enough to know that this is not about me because the world does not revolve around, revolve around me. There's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger statement. And this is a message that I want to promote. At the end right. of the day, the great, the, the, if you have one glass half empty and one glass that is full, you have to want to have that. And both of them have to be equal. Unfortunately, the black lives, we are the ones that have the half empty glass. Right. And the white people, you have a full glass. So that's just what it is. And that's why, right. we, you know. And here's the thing. It's a systematic thing versus a personal thing. Yeah, it's not. It's never. And this it's is not. not we like don't really it, talk politics on this show. We don't but, ever put that politics. <laughs> but, but yeah, but it goes towards, I think, a whole life thing. Just general. It does because it's really like, honestly, it's real shit that I'm going through because it's really impacted a lot of relationships I have with people. Like, I could cry. And yeah. I don't want to cry because I just, make feel, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> but but it's true. Like, that's why it's brought up because it's, like, it's exactly what I'm going through with certain friends and yeah. I've grown them. And, again, maybe because they're not – it's not because they're Trump supporters, but because the, the – just the – the awareness is not there. Yes. And like, I, I'm trying, I, you know, here's the thing is like, I can't be mad at them because they haven't been exposed to what I've been exposed yeah. to. I'm around a lot of black people. Yeah. I'm around a lot of people who have educated me. I'm so blessed and lucky that I have that. Some of these people don't. And let me even say this for me, I was raised in Ghana. I was raised in Africa or around all black people. Right. Obviously, they have big issues like classism, poverty, right. things like that. But we are we were living pretty nice in Ghana. So when I first came here, I lived in Oklahoma, and to be honest, I was just like, I don't understand why all these black people are angry. Like, what happened in this? Like, right? I, I don't. I was, but then I waited. I was in <laughs> Oklahoma. It all took. I was like, oh, okay. It took a, a couple of racial things happened to me personally. That I was like. Okay, so y'all just don't like us. <laughs> right, right, right. Because it's but real. It's real. so real and it's it's so real. Um, even the school I went to in Oklahoma, they've never they never they never celebrated Black History Month in the history of their school. And I, a girl from Ghana, came to your school and introduced Black History Month to you when I was student body president. So you know, oh, things shit. like that. Yeah, yes, girl. girl. Making That's, changes. Listen, my dad and and again, this is just about understanding of people. My dad's a professor, he's a pastor. But he, and we're Christian, but he teaches Islam. And 
not only that he doesn't teach it from like he brings his students to the mosque he shows people the beauty wow. in that religion and there's the so different different there yeah, yeah. there's so wow. many different ways that that islam and christianity align you know there's so many things in both religions that bring them together and so that's what and he got some like back a backlash about that because they're like why are you you know introducing but other religions yeah but it, but my dad is going to tell you if you want to learn about islam i'm going to show you what it really is and right. that doesn't mean he's not christian anymore you know what i'm right, saying yeah. but it means he has a respect because, for because, another religion right, the reality is even if you are christian or whatever there's other religions there's other there. religions there's other That's people the reality. and at the end of the day as a christian i love that i, I love don't that care that. Who, what religion you? I don't care what religion you are. Well, I don't care what denomination in Christianity you are. You have to lead with love. That right. is the premise. That's the. Why well, am I getting emotional? <laughs> but that's the heart of what Christianity is. From from it's lead with love. I don't care where you're from, what background you are, what color you are, who you, what, what you stand for. I will always approach you with love, regardless. And right. and because of that, I have most one of my some of my closest friends are Muslim, right. and you know and black white i don't care but i'm going to leave with love now if you come out with me with hate that's <laughs> the christianity gonna have to take a back seat because i'm popping off <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i just yeah. try and do leave with love and leave with understanding and try and be objective at the end of the day yeah so okay i love that yeah Jeez, what, I mean, we had no plan for what no. the, we're supposed to answer questions. Uh, do you want to do a couple? Let's just do yeah, like a couple. Do a couple. Let's do one more because we are running out of time. This is such a great conversation, though. This was. I love I love just, you know, yeah, when it shooting gets, the shit. Shooting the shit. Okay, let's get like a kind of short one. Do you want to read it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Y'all be real uh, seductive in these messages, <laughs> emails. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lady. Oh, wait. The subject is X. Ew. <laughs> All right. Hi, ladies. Love the podcast and the outlet you've created for us to grow and connect. You're welcome, girl. <laughs> I have a story for you all. I have already blocked him and I'm happily single. Go you. Me yes. too. Yeah. We have to talk about next next I know. I've been waiting to talk about I've been wanting to like ask you. We'll because record I know. again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to this bar as a regular for a while and I was really happy being single. No drama, no problems. I started making friends with the other regulars and things were going great. Out of nowhere, this super cute bar back girl started working there one night. I was shy and didn't say much. One of the girls I hung out with noticed I was checking him out and one thing led to another. She hinted to him that I was single and he gave me his number. I'm 22 and found that he was 34, okay? But that didn't bother me because he was hella cute. Fast forward, he tells me he has a house with a family. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to lie on you, girl. He has a house with a farm. <laughs> I want the story to be something else. <laughs> he has a house with a farm. He has a young, he has a young boy. Really, there was a twisted turn that did not need I'm to like, happen. I need the juice, sis. <laughs> Let me not create drama for you. Fast forward, he tells me he has a house with a farm. He has a young boy and his ex is out of the picture and already married. My ex said he my ex said he's only saw her every other week. Oh, that's the ex is him. Oh. My ex said he only saw her every other weekend when he picked up his kiddo for the day. Kiddo. I lived 20 minutes away from him what he told me. That's what he, I guess he told her that she lives 20 minutes from him. But only he saw him once a week for lunch sometimes once every other week mm -hmm. i see it coming girl i see where you, you going know with where this is going maybe you was right jess i know i'd be prophesying child <laughs> <laughs> he worked lawns in the day and bars at night chat okay let me not judge it's hard times didn't have time for me but somehow i had the energy to to run errands for himself after work or see friends and smoke. I've never been to his house in three months. We've dated, only hooked up twice, both at my both times at my place. Once he came over at like six in the morning, weirdo. Oh, once he came over to her house. Girl, are you, you answered? Just wanted you to share. up? Yeah, you have to have been knocked out. So I just wanted to share the story to ask what you, you think he was hiding. I asked him if he lied to me when we were together, but I never got a straight answer. My friends think he's actually married and his wife never left the house. Thanks, beauties. Have a wonderful day. P.S. If you want to call him off Fridays. <laughs> 
Well, he's first off, is that his real name? Because I've I've know people who have been in this situation. Mm, oh, you do. One time I had a coworker who was like, I'm fucking this dude and we see each other. It just doesn't certain things weren't lining up. It seemed real shady. And I was like, what's his first and last name? Let me Google him. We couldn't find shit. And so we eventually, I was like, you know what? Give me his phone number. I'll Google the phone number. Google the phone number. Completely different name. And we found, we looked, we looked at that name that came up. Mm -hmm. And he was married. And was like in a whole ass relationship and like had a whole ass different name. And like was pretty much going to my coworker with his fake ass name, acting like just super shady. So... If I was her, I would give him an ultimatum. I would say, hey, I want to come to your house. I, and, if, and yeah, I want to come to your house. And, like, drop me a pin. And if, if you're not comfortable with me coming to your house, then I don't think we should move He's forward. He's just going to keep making excuses, though. And then so I think she should break up with him. If, she, if he makes another excuse, if, like, that's the ultimatum. I come to your house or we don't do this anymore, period. Yeah, because... What, this is a weird dynamic of a relationship. Like, it's, yeah, he's... Like, you don't, he doesn't have his kid a lot. We don't know what it is exactly, but there's something there. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, that something yeah. is obviously not good. Right, because he's keeping it from you. And I know what feeling she's going through because I feel like I kind of went through this with Morgan where it was like, I mean, I think he has a girlfriend or not. Like, it was always, there was always something that was just, like, did not make sense. But I knew what it was. Yeah. And I feel like you know what it is. Yeah. And it's almost like you maybe just need that confirmation. Yeah. For whatever reason. But we know there's, whether it's you're right or wrong, there's something that is there. And let me it say, just seems weird. Relationships that start off like this never end well. Because if you're keeping secrets from me at the beginning, like we've been dating for three months and already I'm suspicious of some stuff. Girl, it's this not going to work. It's not going to work because, a bit when, not, because when bigger things come up, let's say, for example, he's going into bankruptcy, he's probably going to <laughs> hide that from you too. Exactly. Like, That's true. He, you know what he's capable right? right of, of the beginning. Ra- he's right. showing you who he is. Believe him. Exactly. Believe it. And it's just, yeah, it's like when you first. You shouldn't question this honeymoon sh- stage. You shouldn't be exactly. going through this. When you're like, yeah, honeymoon stage, when you're really like getting to know each other and it and it's the right one, you won't have these type of fucking right questions. at all. But, you know, I also like. Do you understand the thrill of it all and the mystery? We like that's why us women we love true crime. Yeah, because there's a bit of mystery. Yeah. to this man, and you want to solve, solve it. it. So that's what you're going through. You're like a fucking detective, and you want to solve the shit, and it's a fucking thrill. And you're 22, so I Girl, really yeah, do, that's the prime of it all. Yeah, I really do understand it because at 22, you go through a phase of wanting to fix people, want to figure people out. You want to people, especially mysterious guys. And the reason why is because on. you're so trying to figure yourself yes, out so you identify to, with something in them exactly at 30 girl let me tell you i'm 29 but i feel it already in my spirit i don't have time for stuff like this it's, yeah it's gotta go exactly so but i get it and yeah. i you know we're not shaming you we've all. all been there i like understand the feeling of just like the thrill of like what is what is happening and we don't we don't have the fucking answers for you we just we're letting you know yeah. there's something there's happening. happening and it's it's shady so whatever it is, hopefully it's nothing too serious, and this is just a lesson that you could just learn. Give him but an ultimatum, girl. Tell me what it is. What we done here? He's he's probably he's, he's probably, probably got a whole family, family. A, a whole last. They all living in the farm together with all the animals. Yeah, girl, and mm-hmm. you just yeah, it. Child, girl, you know what to do. Block him, sis. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. That was fun. We're already like at an hour. Okay. Do you want to do a, a last? You want to do another one? Yeah, so I, I see it in your face. You're let's like, just do one more you're, question. Can, you're like, can we just, can we just. Let's just do one more question. Okay. Let me just put this. Wait, this one, this one will be good. This okay. one's good. This is good. Okay. I'll okay. read it fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got stories on top of stories of being a pro athlete road hoe. Ooh. Get on the mic. Road hoe. I think. I'll write a book about my adventures when I retire. First off, I'm hella regular in the sense that I'm not IG famous, no BBL. I have a normal job. I've just known an 
I've, I've just had a knack for getting pro athletes, musicians to notice me on socials, and they end up in my DMs. It's been 10 years of this. I'm talking from rockets to... Pause. I'm kind of jealous. When I was single, I wish I fucking pulled some pro athletes and like... I'm like, no BB, girl, normal job. That's not like me. Right, exactly. Why was I not pulling any of this when I was single? I'm kind of jealous. I'm talking Continue. from rookies to $100 million men. <gasps> I had, I got, I get offers for flights, money, etc. Girl, slide in my DMs. Show me your ways. Write right. a book, like, write a book, I'll buy it. <laughs> I recently met and hooked up with one with my crush since 2014. He slid in my DMs. He was coming to town in two weeks and play, um, two weeks to play. I wanted to invite me to the game. We ended up having the best sex I've ever had, and ju- and not just that, but we talked it for a few hours just about life. I figured after he left, I wouldn't care from him until maybe next time he was in town. But this man will still text me all the time and offers flights, etc. Take it. <laughs> Another one I met with uh, while he was playing here in my city, and he might be a, my soulmate. Wow. I cheated on my boyfriend, now ex, with him several times. <gasps> this man will be will beg to see me for for. Fi- for beg me to see him for five minutes. Would drive to my apartment and sit outside the gate until I came down. Toxic, toxic AF. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> after I broke up with my ex, um, after I broke up with my um, broke up my ex, he. F- Oh, after I broke up with my ex, he flew me out to see him and treated me uh, like an absolute queen. And then I found out he was dating a famous socialite, which leaves me with me. <laughs> Who is that? I want to know. <laughs> a famous socialite, which leaves me with, I guess she meant to say, that leaves me with the question, why does he chase me then? These men can't have any girl they want and choose this regular schmegler girl with no booty anyways if you ever want to um call i'll share some stories with no names but i can throw hints i'll probably stay anonymous but you can find me <gasps> she put her ig she put okay we're gonna after the pod we'll, yeah. we'll look at her IG. <laughs> oh my god okay oh wow girl it just sounds like you're having a gr- great life. a great time i'm kind of like jealous and you let me tell you a lot of the the thing is what I've, I'm, I don't body shame. If you want to go get a BBL, Girl, boots I done, a BBL. like go do what you got to do. But I will say they are becoming so run of the mill now Yeah, that regular girls, I project like in five, 10 years, regular girls are not going to be the norm. And I think what's going to happen is going to backfire because people are going to be like, I actually do want a regular girl. Oh, exactly. No, I mean, I hear it from guys all the time. They're like, I love a natural yeah, body. Natural, yeah. So, and I think that we always, we put like these like famous athletes on a pedestal. Like, I don't doubt like they got hella BBL type of chicks coming out yeah. of that. Like, they're bored of it. Yeah. It's kind of like Squid Game. They all, yeah, they look. <laughs> you get so much of it. You're yeah. bored of it. So you're just like, whatever. You just look this, everyone, they look literally the, same. the template. Is everyone the same. looks like a fucking Kardashian. Yeah. You know, the same template. And that's why, even though to you, you're a regular schmegler girl, but to them, you're a girl. And a lot of these athletes... It's some, different. Some of these athletes just want a normal girl. They they're don't no, want an IG girl. People. They want a nine-to-five girl that pays her bills, lives in an apartment, and is chilling. Like, like that's a type, too. That's a great-ass That's a great type. type. That's us. Stable. We don't need no man. That's us. Yeah, that is Except us. Except I got a man, but, like, that's no, We don't need no man to, like, fly us out and buy us dinner right. and do all this stuff. Right, and, right. Yeah, pay rent. I know girls who are like that, and more power Shit. to them. I just like to be able to be self sufficient. Same. I love being self sufficient. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Anyways, okay. Aw, any last words to wrap up this great episode? Gang, gang, gang. Um, I look like this because I've literally been moving. Yeah. For okay. Three days. I just want to say that Jess is a fucking lifesaver <laughs> because because I wanted a new episode, an updated type of one. I was like. I literally made this this decision at like noon yeah. or something this afternoon. And I was like, Jess, can you record? And she's literally in the middle of opening boxes <laughs> and getting her life together. I was like, please, please, just for a little bit. So that's why. But you still look amazing. So Thank you're fine. Thank you, friend. I'm about to put some furniture together, y'all. So let's wrap this up. Plug yourself. You guys can find me at J.C.L.A.R.K.E. underscore on the gram. Follow me. 
I probably won't follow you uh, back. Just kidding. Uh, follow me, guys. <laughs> Jeez. And then follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to brocotherapy.com. Dot com. All that shit is there. And you guys. Buy some merch. Buy some merch. Go to my website. I have like a contact sheet thing where you could like put in your information. Send, questions. Send a questions to your stories and your phone number if you want us to call you. And you know, I'll be popping in these videos because this is my house now. Right. Jess is going to be here. We're recording again (laughs) on Wednesday. So Jess is going to be here more often because she lives here. So I'm going to be like, let's just record. I love that for us. I do because I feel like we're just chilling. We're two peas in a pod chilling. It's vibes. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. I love you guys. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke, broke, girl, girl, therapy. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.